Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai, and I'm Jason Connell. On the show today, I'm joined by Patreon super fan Lindsay Baybout. Did I get that right? It's Bebo. Gosh! We've been wrong forever. Well, this is why we're having people on to get their names right. Say it again, the last name. So it's Bebo. It doesn't look like that. Oh, Bebo. I like that better. I've been saying Bebout forever. Oh, Bebo is way cooler. All right, now I know. I will never. I'm gonna write that down because I have little like a cheat sheet. Mine says "babe out." No, <laughs> okay. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on because you're kind of a legend around these parts. I am. You are the original Patreon. I am. Like we turned that thing on, and it was like crickets, man. If I could insert the cricket sound, I would here. And I thought, uh, is this thing on? No one's looking, Sal. And then out of nowhere, when I was about to take it down, bloop. There you come. Our first Patreon joined March 28th, 2021. Strike first, and you did, literally, struck first. And then you created something. We got more Patreons. But, Lindsay, what made you do that? I mean, it's one thing to love a show, listen, which we love. If, obviously, we're going to call you a super fan if you're a Patreon. But what was it that made you take the leap and become a Patreon? Yeah, so I don't know if you're a Survivor fan at all, but there's Rob. There's a show called Rob has a podcast, yes. and I think yes, and I think he, I think Patreon has been around for a while, but I think yep. he was one of the first to really helm that in and make that into something. And okay. I mean, we're talking this was like early 2010s when podcasting yeah. wasn't even really a thing. So I've been a patron for him for a long time. I don't even really watch Survivor, and I still give him money just because I respect so much what he does. Right. And then along the line, wait, I, wait, I had kind of how done much this. money you giving him, Lindsay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but and I, I along the line, I had become a patron of other shows as well, and. I had built friendships out of it. Um, I have just gotten way more than you could ever imagine, right? You That's think you're awesome. just giving money, but there's, a, yeah. And so for me, actually, one specific show that I was a patron of ended, and oh. they kind of had a similar format where the two hosts, it was it originally was a survivor show, and then it turned into more about their lives, but they had this chemistry where when you listened, you felt like, you were hanging out with friends when you're alone. And I found your show during COVID, right? 2020, where I was so desperate to feel like I had friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I would just binge your show and I caught up on it, all the episodes I had missed. And so I kind of felt that same kinship, right? Like, I feel like I'm getting something out of this. Um, oh. How, you know, what can I do to show my appreciation? You should be the spokesperson for our show. Well, and plus, I'm not going to lie. I've, I was like, ooh, I could be the first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's that. There's that. Well, that's. A, I'm glad you found that. I mean, A, we, I'm glad we could help you through COVID. And I'm yeah. also just glad that you speak of that and you support other arts. I do know who you speak of. I listened to his show when they broke down Seinfeld. And yeah, I became a yep. fan of that. And that was one of the shows that I was like, oh, that model can work because mm-hmm. I was looking to launch this new media. And I, I come from film and I wanted to get into podcasting. It's like, well, I got to start with a show. You can't just start with nothing. And it w- this one came to mind and I reached out to Sal because I figured that two person, we had great chemistry going back years. And I knew that would come through in some way or shape or form. It's not forced. We know each other. We really get along. We've never had a bad moment between us. 
And so I, I'm glad to hear that you feel like you go along with friends on this journey because that's really all we're after. It's what we're trying to, to create. And I'm glad to hear that it resonates with you and hopefully others, hopefully. We'll see, you know, we'll see. But, and you were the first. So yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Really, really cool indeed. So now we want to know a little bit more about Lindsay. So like, where'd you grow up? What do you do? The usual questions. But yeah, where did you grow up? Where's your hometown? So I'm born and raised in Fountain Valley, California, which means nothing. So I'm right next to Huntington Beach. Right next to Huntington Beach. That will probably mean something. Oh, yeah. I love HB. Very nice. All right. So did you ever leave California? Because it's hard to leave. I I moved out two years ago and it's, it's tough. Trust me. Have you ever gone away to school or besides traveling? Did you ever live in another state? I didn't. I went to Cal. <laughs> I first went to Orange Coast College, then I went to Cal State Long Beach. I technically live in Costa Mesa, which is yeah. like also right next to Huntington Beach. Yeah. Um, so I haven't gone far at all, but I do love to travel. And every time yeah. I go to Denver, I feel such a kinship there. So maybe one day. But it's. I mean, you can see Jason my window right now. How, yep. How do I, I see this? it? I see it. I thought you were in Denver because I think you popped up on our Instagram and I've seen you in like a Bronco shirt. So I just saw oh, that yeah. real quick and assume, yeah. you know, Denver. That's good to know. Sal's the same way. Born and raised in California, never lived anywhere else. I know if I had grown up there, maybe I wouldn't even know. I grew up in Oklahoma and I chose California for almost 17 years. And now I'm choosing New England, which I also love, but it's a little easier for me because I've experienced something else. But yeah, if it's all you know, it's a great place to be and it's hard to <laughs> leave. I yeah. get it. So what, what line of work are you in? So I am one of those people who lost her job during COVID. Oh, and no, I'm sorry. It, biggest blessing in the world. I mean, as big of a blessing as it can be. I don't, I don't want to downplay COVID, but I was desperate to find a job and yeah. this job just kind of fell into my lap. It was never something I was searching, but I'm obsessed with it. So I work in, I'm an account manager for an advertising company that helps wow. companies get more applicants to their jobs. Oh yeah. Which has been crazy this last year. That's yes. the job market's been insane. Um, but more than what it is that I'm doing, this company is just amazing. It's run by people from Europe. So they're, you know, six weeks paid time off, oh, yeah. six months maternity leave, like everything that American companies don't do, they do. Totally. They're probably not open in August. You guys take August off like all Europeans. <laughs> yeah. We're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Fun. I used to work with this company well, on projects and my movies and they're in London. And if you missed them after five or in August, good luck. They'll be back yeah. in the office later. And I like that. You know, they got, yeah. you know, I live my life more that way now, but yeah, in America, it's tough unless you have your own company. So good for you. I'm glad to hear the success story. Yeah. I also, as my like passion side job, I write for Mal High Sports. So I write a couple articles a month about the Broncos. So I wanted, I always thought I wanted to work in professional sports and I did some internships and realized it sometimes mixing your passion with your career isn't such a good idea. So this is the perfect balance where I get to dip my toes in it and I do some podcasting and whatnot, but I can still be a fan and it's not my entire life. Have you done some podcast about Russell Wilson coming to town? 
Oh yeah, oh, that's big news. Absolutely, that's that was, big that news. Was a good day. Man. I knew it was going somewhere. <laughs> the Washington tried to get. I nearly called them the Redskins, but they were trying to get Russell Wilson. But I'm a big fan, and that's exciting for you guys. You have a great defense. Or you had a great defense. Let's see if they haven't got, you know, you never know. It's hard to put things yeah. into, into play at the right time and timing's everything. And you're in a very, very hard division, as you know. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. But it's, it's very exciting. It's one of those, you know, 2022 has, for many reasons, has not been easy. But I can always go back to, but Lindsay, you have Russell Wilson. So it's exactly. No matter okay. what, there's going to be some plays, some highlights, some <laughs> yeah. big games. That's really exciting. Well, good for you, Lindsay. You're living the life and you're kind of a podcaster too, which I like. I like that. Yeah. You're, this is it's it's an fun. old hat for you. Yeah. So let's dive into how you became, I'm assuming you're a fan of the Karate Kid, of the movie. Oh, yeah. Let's go back. So how, when was the first time you saw that? So I want to say I was 11 or 12. Okay. My So my parents are divorced and if anyone knows that has divorced parents, when you go to your dad's house, they always try and make it special, right? Because you're not there as often and they want you to want to come. <laughs> so for my dad, it was always showing us movies and he was a big proponent of like, you need to watch all the classics. Yeah, the now, right some, movies. Yeah. Exactly. So some, like the Karate Kid, hit. Others, like the never ending story, still have me traumatized to this day. That's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah my s- younger sister was terrified. Yeah, there's some moments horrible. in there like, wait a second, the what? Scene, the horse <laughs> yeah. scene where he's sinking, I'm like, I'm like nine years old, bawling my eyes out. It's incredible, though. Why. But yeah, it's like horrible. the dark crystal I saw yeah. in the theater. I'm like, man, this has really got a weird vibe. I'm, yeah. yeah. Even Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory oh. back in the day. Oh, terrifying. I'm, I am a Willy Wonka is a murderer truther. truther? Like 100%. <laughs> hundred percent. I talk about that's oh. on my hinge profile. Uh, all right. So anyway, continue, please. So you love yeah, the karate so kid. Loved it. And it was also my mom loved it when she was a kid. So we, I always knew that. So then when Cobra Kai came along, it became a oh show my that gosh. my mom and I could watch. And as I got older, the more I watched it, the more I liked it. Right. When you're 12, you don't necessarily relate to it as much. And then once you get older, it's a little bit more relatable. So it was one of those movies, like the more I watched it, the more I liked it. And I actually, when Cobra Kai came out, I'm just a sucker for nostalgia. So I was more just excited. The fact that they brought Johnny back because we'd seen, you know, we'd seen LaRusso come back twice already. Yep. We'd gotten quite a feel, but like to see Johnny back, talk yeah. about nostalgia. And the show's really like, he's one of the main characters, if not maybe the main character of Exactly. The and so that kind of sucked me in. Yeah. But then the fact that it's so well written. Oh, gosh. Incredible. I'd be hooked. Well, that's amazing. But Lindsay, you did skip over some other things real quick. Oh, Karate Kid okay. Part 2, Part 3, and the next Karate Kid. Okay, so I'll be honest. I've never seen the next <laughs> Karate Kid. that's a common response that's okay (laughs) and i didn't see two or three i didn't watch them until i knew it would help understand the story better i think yeah yeah, i believe actually i watched it would be season three and then i watched the second movie to understand it but what they do so well is that uh, the way they show footage, you don't even necessarily need to have seen it. It still makes sense to you, which is what I, which I love. And you're a little bit younger, so I definitely grew up watching them and loving one. 
like no one's yeah. business. Oh, and yeah. then two, I thought, oh, you know what? That's really good because a different note, it's a different yeah. thing. It's not trying to be, you know, so many sequels just try to regurgitate the original and it didn't yeah. do that. Three, no. well, that was a miss. Yeah. Yeah, but you get Terry Silver. Now I can look at it and think, oh, yeah, you got Mike Barnes. And there's some moments that are fun. Yeah. And the fact that Danielson did become Cobra Kai. So they pulled this the right stuff out of there, I think. So mm -hmm. I, I, now I'm happy it exists because we have this. And I feel the same a lot more now about the next Cardi Kid, which, trust me, it's not very good. But <laughs> it's also filmed 20 minutes from me. And I've seen some locations now. It's like, okay. And if Julie Hillary Swank does come aboard, well, then you've got a little something there. So it's on Netflix now. I encourage you to watch it just for Miyagi and her. And then all yeah. the eye rolls and the cheesiness that you can handle. Trust me, I know. We're going to cover it. And I've been reluctant. Like, yeah, we got to do that. We got to do that. Yeah. But, uh, it's and, funny. And I will say, as soon as I watch them, I then listen to your podcast recapping it. And? Oh, great. I mean, I would say... Especially three. I would say the podcast is a lot better than the movie. <laughs> well, thank you, Lindsay. We we strive hard here. I felt like a pressure when we did the well, the first ones when we started the whole podcast, and you're just like learning. That was our first podcast ever. The second one was like our first thing, one of the first things we did during the pandemic. So it's like one of the first times Sal and I weren't side by side in the studio. So that was like a big moment. But the third one, I felt this responsibility because we're finishing the trilogy. But you're right. Maybe we overshot the movie a little bit. I don't know. But we're honoring it because yeah. we are huge Cobra Kai fans. And it is a show that's so cross-generational. You're speaking about you and your mother watching the show. That's fantastic. They're hitting all of those age groups and younger than us, right? Like mm -hmm. just kids who don't even know there's a karate kid. Like whatever. I love this show. And give me Kyler and give me, you know, Bert and all these people. So where do you think the show is headed? Because shows can't last forever, as you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Survivor can, but yeah. other shows, shows that are like really have, you know, drama. Well, I guess Survivor has drama, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Great that, shows that can't last forever. Yeah. So that's a really good question because, so I watched the fourth season, the first day it came out, literally <laughs> like the entire, so I haven't watched it. It's been a minute. I was yeah. trying to recap everything because I watched it all in one day. And I, I thought that too, right? Like how much can they really go how how much further yeah, can they take this exactly. storyline because at a certain point like what's the next step people get murdered yeah, however right? yeah how many home invasions can we take yeah however they're net like thinking from a business perspective netflix just lost ozark mm -hmm. they're about to Great lose show. stranger things yeah i mean cobra kai is really that's really the only thing i watch on netflix now they don't have a lot left so i see netflix wanting to stretch it as long as possible mm. but i do think that the creators and the writers and the actors have such an affection for and like a, a proudness yeah. for the show that i don't think they would allow it to you know to turn into some of these other shows that really jump the shark yes so we're talking the next one's season five I feel like at least another season after that, because I think they're going to yeah. announce like yeah. when they renew it for the. And final maybe they'll season. do that classic thing now. It's like seven episodes and seven episodes, and that's the last season. That's like a real popular yeah. thing now. Ozark, yeah. these other shows are doing. The Stranger Things is doing that. Exactly. Honestly, I could bow out on six gracefully, and then maybe take a break. Yeah. But I see spinoffs coming because this is Netflix, oh, yeah. and this is, and yeah. I think the Miyagi idea, the 
origin story, which you wouldn't even need any of these characters, could be happening simultaneously. And then maybe you take one or two that don't launch into movies. Some of this ca- these cast members are going places, as you already know. Like, they're getting yeah. plucked out. Oh, they're the right age, the right look, and they have all these followers. You're going to see that. So they're not, not all of them want to keep the show going, I'm sure. Right? That's going to yeah. be something. But yeah. I do see I think- spinoffs, for sure. Oh, for Thoughts. sure. I, well, and I, I love the show. And what I love most about it is I don't have ideas about. Yeah. So I just talk from a business perspective. Creatively, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea where they take the show from now. Like I can't yeah. even predict it because just because of what the concept is and where it's at. Yeah. You know, obviously it was left on a cliffhanger where Crease is getting oh, arrested. Yeah. And like, I, how, how do they, how does he continue on the show if he's in prison? Like, I have absolutely no idea creatively where the show goes, but you're so right on the spinoffs. There's absolutely no wow. way. I'm actually shocked we haven't gotten one this far. I could see Kreese doing his own show too. I uh, mean, that character oh, is actor, here forever. Yeah. He Unreal. Would, Martin Cove. He could, he, it could be a comedy. They could take it a whole the way. Like he could be a funny teacher in the world because he's taken that character and been in other shows, you know, like the Goldbergs as a more over the top caricature of John Kreese. Mm-hmm. He could do that, whatever. Or he could be serious. I could see him and wanting to do it is a whole other thing. I'd, he's totally in. Or yeah. Terry Silver, we don't know. I have some people that fans have reached out and said, Hawk, Hawk needs his own show. Yeah, he probably could carry his own show. I don't know what that looks like. That's why I think the Miyagi makes the most sense. But we know we're in good hands with these showrunners as far as this franchise goes. I mean, these guys make all the right decisions as if they've pulled the audience, the hardcore fan. I'm always pleasantly surprised, or if not even more than pleasantly surprised. And I love the callbacks to the you know, people from the original movies. Do you love that scene? Alley pop up or chosen oh or unreal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice too. Cause like, I, I mean, this is going to sound a little, I mean, it's just a you know, silly movie series, but it's nice that we got closure with Allie. Cause I do feel like yes. you kind of got robbed where the second movie. It's oh like, my gosh. After yes. all that, she doesn't exist. And so it was yeah. nice to get closure on her character and she could come back, but to at least get some sort of happy ending and know that everything worked out. That really warmed my heart. Yeah, they just made her like, yeah, she wrecked the car and then she's dating some guy at UCLA, some football player. Like, what? That was it? That was a horrible way to bow out. So I agree with you. They've corrected those things. And I'd love to see, well, who do you want to see? For instance, who do you want to see pop up in season five? I think we would know by now if Hillary Swank was in there, but I don't feel like she has a lot going on these days, right? I feel like we don't really hear about her. You heard it here first. Lindsay's breaking news here. I feel like she would be down. I don't know about the first part you said, but I think she'd be down. (laughs) Two-time Oscar winner doesn't need to do very much all the time. No, no. And I I don't say that negatively. I just mean it's not like she has some, you know, some 22 She doesn't have her own show going on. I'm sure they've approached. I think Mike Barnes deserves an appearance because of, I think Terry's going to need, Terry Silver's going to need a sidekick. And you're going to remember the name. What's the name of this friend that Daniel makes? Freddie. In the first movie. Freddie and Fernandez. Then they, yeah, I would love to see him too. Yeah, he's totally gone. It's like, we have talked about that. Have him on there, either a buddy or he's at the pool when they go visit the South Seas apartments. I totally agree. Maybe they've reached out and there's just not interest on their part. That could be like, I'm over that. Yeah. I don't want to relive that. But bringing Chosen and rehabilitating how oh, he was yes. like the worst villain ever. I thought Terry Silver and him, but Chosen's trying to kill Daniel. 
So yeah, yeah, he and and his girlfriend Yukie. So yes, and then that guy. Now we like him. It, the show makes me do that. Like, wow, now I have yeah. feelings for this guy. It's yeah. powerful. That's powerful. Yes, you do know though. I can't remember if you guys talked about it when I was in a recap. There was a Fernandez Easter egg in the fourth season. You know that, right? Yeah. What was that Easter egg? That's right. It was his name. So they when they yeah. were in the freezer. The all the packaging for the the meat had his name on it, so I, it's implied right. that he, yes. it's his freezer, his company. Yeah. So, so if you're gonna do least, that, though, yeah. you set that up for a reason. You know, don't yeah. just give me that Easter egg. I want to see yeah. the actor who was an actor. He, I watch other movies sometimes. It's like, what, what's he doing in Indecent Proposal? He plays like a student learning a language from Demi Moore's character. I'm like, what? So he yeah. was an actor, a working actor. I watched another movie not that long ago, and he had a total foreign accent. And he played a bad guy. I was like, this is insane. So, yeah, bring him back. But anyway, so yeah, those are good choices. I don't know about Julie, Hillary Swank. I want to see it. I could see it being end of the season or the following, but I've learned not to make predictions because I swore Mike Barnes was going to be in season four. And it's like, nope. So no predictions for me. I'll just see what happens. But uh, super excited. What about this? Do you think there'll ever be another Karate Kid movie or even a Cobra Kai movie? So are we talking... Karate Kid movie that is a part of this world or yeah, like yeah. the coming James out of Smith coming out of this world. Yeah, not a, like a sequel to the one with Jackie Chan. Not that, but I mean out of this world. Either way, you know how like Sex in the City was it became yeah. a movie and you know, Entourage, but do you yeah. could you see that spawning a movie? I see it being a Netflix movie. I don't necessarily yeah. well, that's, see okay. it being Same in thing. theaters. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. yeah. So I'll say that. Yes, like I said, strictly for the business perspective makes sense as we know like netflix <laughs> is losing subscribers cobra yep. kai is really their last and i think with cobra kai like for example ozark doesn't have 13 year old viewers and 75 year old viewers nope. cobra kai is a show that appeals to kids and it appeals to you know people in nursing yep. homes like that is a show that is always going to or that is a franchise that is always going to be a slam dunk so i think netflix for sure, when Cobra Kai is over, we have not seen the last of it. Now, do I think Ralph and I think William probably would never really say no? I think, well, I don't know, because I would, you know, I would have thought Ralph would have said no to Cobra Kai and he said yes. Right? And I think that changed everything for him. So I could be wrong, but I actually, I don't know. I, I guess at this point, he would probably say yes too. It's really tricky. I mean, if yeah. Netflix and they're thinking about bottom dollar and they're thinking about subscribers, they could even do a whole like, reboot not with these characters but like cobra guy next generation or even miyagi do yeah. and it's just kids in a dojo and it's a whole other tale but it's loosely based on but you're right they need to keep these subscribers and this is such a cross-generational show we've seen mighty ducks do this recently with game changers mm -hmm. and i haven't watched it because i liked mighty ducks the original but I, I never really followed the franchise after that but I wonder, I wonder how successful that is and will we see more of that here? Maybe we're overthinking it, like pluck out a character. They may just take a few. Like who knows who's left standing, who doesn't get a movie deal, you know, and sometimes shows pivot that way. But I'm excited to see from that standpoint and also just from this particular show with these showrunners, everything they do, it has the right magic. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to make sure I said the, the names correctly. The two actors... Okay, so... Because I obviously know them by their character's name, but not. So 
Um, so Jacob Bertrand yes. and, Hawk and Eli. Peyton List are dating. I could totally see Netflix yeah. trying to take advantage of that. Totally. As well. Yeah. There you go. There's your spinoff right there. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Tori and Hawk or Tori and Eli. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You never know. And these characters, well, we've seen them change so much. I mean, these 180s that they all pull. It's just, it's wild. Well, one more thing. I'm obsessed with Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. So getting, I don't know if you watched that show. So when I saw Darren, okay, so yeah, so Jacob played, he was a significant character in one of the episodes of Parks and Rec. And so when I saw him, I was like, I'm sold. I don't even care about the show. He's on it. (laughs) I was going to ask you, so you discovered Cobra Kai. We kind of skipped over it. We were talking about lots of things, which has been amazing. But what made you hone in on it? It was already off of YouTube. It was on Netflix, but just was it the fact that it was related to Cobra Kai or Karate Kid, I should say? Well, what was it? Like what stood out? Was it him? Yeah. So like, (laughs) well, so I didn't watch it on YouTube, but first of all, the reviews were phenomenal. Yes. So when it came on to Netflix, I was like, I should definitely check this out. And then it was just so funny. I mean, I love how, I love how unpolitically correct Johnny Johnny is, but he's still lovable. You know how hard it is to have mixed those two? Like the fact that it just, it sucked you in from that because it was funny. It was well-written. It had the nostalgia factor. And then the more, the more they amped the nostalgia, the more I was, I would text my mom and be like, oh my gosh, this reference was made. And so it just sucks you in more and more and more. Yeah, that first episode, you're like, oh my God, here's like the Encino man. He's literally been frozen in the 80s. Yeah. And you just loved him. You know, he just, he really makes the show. Well, and yeah, it's one thing, like I said, if Johnny wasn't on it and it was just Daniel, yeah, you never thought you'd see this again. But like I said, we've seen Daniel. Nobody had, you asked people 30 years ago, will we ever see Johnny Lawrence in a karate kid? No. And so, it was kind of like, I think the feeling I would have had if the Lizzie McGuire reboot had happened, I still haven't recovered from that. Like, I never thought I'd see adult Lizzie again. And so the fact that it was happening, it was that same feeling. Yeah, that's but it got awesome. Taken away. Well, this has been amazing, Lindsay. We may have to have you back on at some point <laughs> in time as we go down the road and we learn more about what's coming. Anything else you want to leave our fans with? I mean, just fans in general of Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, even Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Anything you want to leave? people with final thoughts yes you guys should def if you're listening to this and you're not a patron you definitely should like i said these guys work really hard it's really you know they have like a one dollar tier it's really not and as somebody who does a podcast and knows how difficult it can be to stay motivated just the fact that you know people care enough to take the extra step makes them want or makes me makes whoever want to work so much harder yeah so that it does not go unnoticed and it really does make the show better and it's very much appreciated so if you guys like the show you should become patrons immediately thank you lindsay i wasn't looking for that i thought you might talk about what's coming but hey that's amazing you're a great endorser of our show (laughs) we don't want to get on the rooftops and sing our own praises so i'll do it love that we have yeah please super fans please take over (laughs) Well, stick around. I'm going to have you take Sal's famous line that he stole from John Kreese to end the episode after I do the outro. Sounds good. 
So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting justcuriousmedia.com. Lindsay, take it away. No mercy. All right. Great job.